Hello, Xers and interwebbers. Welcome to Naive in the 90s, the podcast. I'm your host, Emily. I was a 70s baby, an 80s kid, and a 90s troublemaker. On today's show, we will be visiting with four of my oldest and dearest friends, the girls that helped shape life in my formative years. When I say I was a troublemaker in the 90s, there was very few times where one or more of these girls were not there raising hell too. I am so excited about this episode, and lucky me, and you, this was so awesome, one episode cannot contain it all, so it will be in two parts. With all that said, let's just jump into it. But first, a quick passage from the creative nonfiction book, Naive in the 90s, now available on Amazon. August 30th, 1993, Monday. Well, I went to the Riders on the Storm concert. It was wild. I went with Amy and we got there like 6.30. We found the freaks, Esther, Lily, Anne, Randy, Chunk, whose real name is Charles, um, I'm not actually sure why they call him Chunk, he's not at all chunky in any way, but then there was Robin, Calvin, Chrissy, and just everyone, and we were the first on the little stage thing to be dancing. It was wild and amazing. The weather was gorgeous. The music was magic. My best friends and I dancing like crazies. Perfection. Before we get to the call, I just want to say this was so fun to record. Each of these women holds a special place in my heart, both as a group and individually. I would not be who I am in all of the good ways without their influence and love. Each of them are so very special, unique, and just amazingly amazing. They are the main characters, like the ensemble cast of just the best comedy drama movie you could ever imagine. And I feel so lucky to be able to be a side character in their stories. They are just, oh, they're the best. On a technical note, there are a few quirky spots. Um, not many, but there are a couple sprinkled here and there. But I really feel for like five remote Gen X callers who are not even close to pros because none of us are. We we really don't know what we're doing. <laughs> we're just kind of having fun and winging it. But I think this call is fantastic. So if it seems like a drop happens or a name is missing, um, just yes. <laughs> um, it will quickly get back on track and oopsie and I apologize. <laughs> um, but I swear it really, it's, it's worth the listen. I also included, um, part of the initial beginning of the call before introductions for the show and like before we officially started because it was just way too much fun not to share it literally makes me smile just just so hard so um yeah here we go hello hello 
Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. It's been a while. <laughs> I know. I know. I've missed you so much. I just oh. <laughs> Holy hell! Can you hear me? Oh, yes. Hi. <laughs> Yay! Can you hear me good? Right. That worked way too freaking smoothly. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I do. Can you hear me? Hello. Yes. Okay. Good. <laughs> Oh, good. Oh, this is so exciting. Oh, my God. Wait. Hello? Stop. No. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hi, guys. I can't believe we're all together. Holy shit. I know. I know. Do you do you feel like you're, like, on total phone right now? Totally. Okay, so we're going to meet up at Game Room in an hour. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I actually would though. I mean, I in all know. honesty, like if we could do like one of those billiard nights again, oh. and then you know go have a couple drinks on the train tracks, I would totally do it. Yes, Are you finger gunning. <laughs> what, wait, finger gunning. I t- I t- finger guns is the the answer to anything and everything. Finger guns. <laughs> Today is a super exciting show as I get to welcome some of my very oldest and dearest friends to just talk about life, rehash some old memories, and in general, just visit and have some fun. Please welcome Amy, Esther, Anne, and Lily. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hello. So it's been, um, you know, 20, 25, maybe close to 30 years since all of us have even been in the same spot physically to like even talk even on the phone all at the same time and I just wanted to say um this is just amazing and thank you so much for coming on and like you know you all have done other other um podcast shows with me and just it means so much for you to share in this like nostalgic journey and to share parts of you that you know are Maybe some of them are really super fun to visit, but then other ones are kind of not the most fun. And um, I really, I really appreciate you guys just like being willing to be here and open up. So I love you and thank you. We love you too. Whoever's read the book will know or has listened to past shows that we've all known each other for a very long time. We kind of, you know, grew up together. We went to high school together. We hang- hung out with the same crowds. I would like to just go around, you know, like one by one. And if you would just, ex- you know, like describe how you were back in high school, like what, who, who you were, who was that girl back then? So this is my perception. So other people might have thought like differently, but in my mind of who I was. So when I was coming into, so between 10th and 12th grade, when I was coming in, I grew up in a um, family that basically I was like confined to the yard. I could not Mm -hmm. leave the yard. I couldn't go anywhere. My parents had 12 kids, so they weren't able to drive anywhere. All my mom did was laundry, cooking, clean. That's literally her life. Um, so I like basically lived on the street that was narrow as hell. 
and um, nobody was around me basically. You know, I had um, just a couple of friends that were able to come over if they got a ride because my yeah. parents wanted to give a ride. <laughs> and if I wanted to walk to a friend's house, I wasn't allowed to because I was going to go and hang out with boys and get pregnant. So um, coming into, and they were probably, you know, they were right. So, um, <laughs> you know, hey, you know, so anyway, so going into 10th grade, um, it, I really felt isolated. I was the type of person that felt extremely isolated and um, like kind of trapped. Um, so it was a, a lot of my friends that I had when I was growing up, they were starting to go out hang out with guys, get boyfriends, all this other stuff, do all this fun stuff. And I was still stuck at home because I wasn't allowed to do anything. Um, because one, I wasn't trusted Two, I, I think my mom was just too lazy to, you know, overwhelmed uh, to do anything. So that was what was going on there. Um, I started being rebellious. So I started just being like, well, I'm just going to go and do whatever I want to do. Um, so then I became kind of like a rebellious person. Um, and so it was one of those things where I just kind of followed a group, um, wherever I felt that I belonged. And, um, yeah, so that was kind of, and then like towards the end, I wound up towards, you know, cause I did wind up getting pregnant in 11th grade, um, moved out of my parents' house. And then by 12th grade, um, it was just survival at that point in time. Right. It was like being a mom survival. Again, it was isolation because, now here I am as a teen mom and, you know, my son's father was still going out and partying and doing all this stuff, but I was just like, you know, I'm with a child. So right. I still had friends because a lot of the group of friends that I was hanging with also had kids. So we would, you know, hang out and do like play dates and stuff like that. But it was kind of, um, it was kind of a turn of like, okay, going from trying to, you know, be someone like a teen, find myself and just like kind of have fun and, and do all the fun things to boom, just like slammed right into like, okay, be an adult now because you have another right. child that you have a child that you got to take care of. So yeah, yeah. that's kind of, you know. Yeah, you had no transition. I had no trans. I, I had my only transition was playing from Barbies, running out of my parents' house because I, I was just like, so to like, boom, but you know, it's no longer a Barbie in my hand, it's a baby, you know? So yeah. it was like, yeah. damn. But, you know, but it also say, in my opinion, it saved my life because a lot of the people that we hung out with, um, you know, wound up um, dying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, a lot yeah. of the people that we know have died because of the route, the path that they went down. And I was on that path. So, yeah. So I going into high school, I junior high, I got picked on really bad. So I was really bullied and didn't have a lot of friends. I had like one or two good friends, but they went to a different, the other junior high that I, that I went uh -huh. to. So I didn't have any friends at my junior high. I got picked on a lot. I was the kid that ate alone, you know, at lunch and, yep. or the nurse's office. I did that a lot. Um, so going to high school was kind of, it was terrifying for me. I was terrified to go into high school. Um, so I went in without really any good friends and I was kind of just a misfit and then I met these awesome girls um, and, you know, made friends with you guys, ne which I never thought would happen. And then I just was still that, like, 
dorky girl you know we'd be hanging out i'm like don't act weird don't act weird oh my god am i acting really weird everybody's thinking i'm weird (laughs) um Um, can can i can i say you you were definitely not dorky just just throwing that out And, and i want people to know esther esther also as much of um that she didn't didn't get to go out and everything she also was not in any way like a mild person she was like one of those cool girls like a flannel wearing like cool girl and I just want people to get that image because you guys are like like I I know how we perceive ourselves is a lot probably tamer than how other people perceive us but I just I just want the audience um to know that like as much of as these girls think that they were, you know, isolated and, you know, dorky or high or whatever, they were actually very large personalities and were, were, were amazing. So, and there was a lot of flannel, a lot of flannel and tight. So much flannel. So much flannel. <laughs> so much flannel. My dad had the best flannel connect, uh, collection, you know, because Mm-hmm. Western Massachusetts coming from there and it was just like I remember I opened yeah. up his closet door one day and I was like oh <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm gonna yeah. take all of these <laughs> yeah. yeah but all I know is that you girls made my high school experience it, it's so much fun I wouldn't I you made school worth going to every day and I loved it so much because of you girls all yeah, my same funnest memories and the best times that I had all revolve around you and that I came out of my shell and it was just fun I just I just remember it being fun I remember I could act myself and I could be as stupid or as crazy (laughs) as I wanted to be and I knew you guys would laugh and we'd just have fun there was no I didn't feel judged or like I had to be somebody else like I do you know like now um but yeah it was just I don't know. Was, I, and I was feral. We've talked about this, Emily, before. Um, yeah. And my, I, I, as I remember, my house was the place that everybody could kind of go to and kind of yeah. feel safe. You know, there were parents around and you needed a yeah. parent to talk to. They were there. and Yeah. Yeah. But we could, we could also smoke cigarettes and pot pot and <laughs> drink yeah yeah and, and like the same room as boys yeah, yeah i mean really your your apartment your bedroom was the first room i ever slept in the same room with a boy like oh, ever yeah. and i was like oh my god what am i doing what am i doing what am i doing i remember when i was 14 my curfew was one o'clock in the morning yeah and that's I, could, crazy. I could have my boyfriend sleep over at 14 yeah that's crazy yeah. I couldn't, I never, I never earned that. So. <laughs> I don't, my parents, I think, just didn't want to deal with me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was just easier. My, growing up, I can remember from a very young age, I maybe five or six growing up, my mom would be like, I don't want you in the house. I don't want to see you until it gets dark. Yeah. Yeah. And it started at a very, very young age. So I would, I grew up just kind of being on my own. I'm an only child. And I grew up right. like knowing that not to be in the house, not to bug my parents. And I could go out and do whatever the hell I wanted to. And I did. Yeah. I mean, not not to like harp on the whole so-called life theme that I've had here and there, especially with you. But like um, another connection with you and Rayanne is like she, her mom also was kind of like a hippie mom who didn't really care 
what she was doing and like that was exactly how your parents were they were just kind of like we're cool you're cool it's all cool (laughs) yeah um so Anne, do you wanna do you wanna tell us a little bit about how you were back in the day uh yeah i mean i feel like uh my self-perception is that i was the quiet one um, I, <laughs> Sorry. I, I don't know, I guess not. So that's how I felt. I felt like I was more of an introvert. I was more of the one that, you know, I still like this to this day, the people pleaser. So mm-hmm. I kind of just went with the flow of things. I wasn't the one to, you know, we're supposed to go somewhere and it changed. I wasn't the one to make to think about it, you know, so I was sort of, I was kind of felt like the background person um in a lot of scenarios in high school I didn't date anybody from my high school Uh during high school so I didn't have a specific click when it came to that my high school friends were just friends with the person I dated so it wasn't it was a different mixture I think for me in high school because once I left school I literally didn't really have to deal with they weren't part of Unless I wanted them, unless I invited them into my world, they weren't part of my yeah. world. You know, I'm an only child, so I was very, I guess, kind of sheltered in a way. My parents were really overprotective. And, yeah. um, and I think I one of the only reasons I wasn't in the situation you girls were in was because of my illness as a child. So, right. you know, but it's watching you guys all go through it and then seeing you as, as adults and seeing all your kids pretty much as adults it really makes my heart smile that everybody went down such a good path even though it could have gone so terribly wrong and so I commend you guys for really doing something with yourselves and sticking to you know I'm not gonna be that statistic or what that you know Lily how about you I don't remember anything no (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I moved. I moved in elementary school, and I, like I, you guys were saying too, like bullied. Oh my god, the people in our town were so mean, oh, <laughs> like mm-hmm. horribly, horribly bullied. I spent so much time alone, and then it's like it's this weird thing that happened when we all got together in high school, where we we're just like, okay, we we found our people, mm-hmm. and uh, just yeah, and it's it's just so weird, just thinking back on it like we smoked a lot of weed and <laughs> <laughs> snuck out and we're out all hours and yeah roaming the streets and mm-hmm. and I think that was it too but the, through the whole the whole thing I really felt like I was like the shyest person I always hid in my hair but like you know you guys were saying earlier like once we were together it was different like we could be our dumb selves and nobody cared we're like yeah <laughs> me too same yeah so mm-hmm. that was like the best part and then, and then, yeah, I didn't date any of the guys from school either. I got hooked up <laughs> with the party <laughs> guy. Also yeah. ended up pregnant. <laughs> That's definitely, yeah. I agree. I think it saved my life, too. Like, it was, a, it was the way to get us out. It may have been a, a crazy lesson, because I'll never forget, though, the first time they, they handed her to me, I was like, I've never held a baby. You're going to send me home? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> they're like here good luck yeah the last time i saw you all the girls there at game room i think 
we're doing we're eating ice cream out of a carton and doing whippets with the whipped cream can. <laughs> that does sound right. Like, oh my god. Frankly, I still oh. hang out with a bunch of those guys, so my life didn't stretch too. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> End up where you guys are like, remember when? No, you know I don't remember when. I don't remember how you do it all. I'm surprised. I I remember anything. <laughs> I only remember the guys that I thought were really cute, and that was it. Everybody else yeah. was like a blur. <laughs> kind of, yeah. I don't know if it's a trauma response or I just don't like it. But... I know. Yeah. Definitely oh, trauma. Right. Definitely <laughs> trauma. We're all just made of trauma. Yes. Oh. My brain was like, you know what? We're going to replace that one. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> yeah, all I really remember of high school, all my really good memories revolves around all of you girls. Yeah. I really don't remember anything else. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. Yeah, anything good worth anything worth remembering is, is definitely you guys. Yeah, we were raised by parents though that were like, "Put on your big girl pants and keep moving." And we're like, "Okay, I'll just keep putting my trauma in my pocket." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, with the gumballs, and it'll be fine. <laughs> my mom's it's favorite fine. thing is, "It's all in your head. You just got to learn to change your thinking, and you'll be fine." <laughs> okay. <laughs> My yeah. mother medication She still says it to me. This too shall pass. It's like everything else. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll work mm-hmm. with that. Yep. Yep. I tell I tell you, like this too shall pass was was a regular. And I feel like sayings like that became super popular with our dumb 80s TV, where, yeah. where like, everyone, the, the solution was always saying something like that. Yeah. And, and like, our parents were like, oh, well, it worked on uh, Who's the Boss, so let's yeah. try it here. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, I am not that person. <laughs> At all. And I laugh because I will tell people, I'm like, I was shy. And they're like, the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean you were shy? I'm like, I I was shy. (laughs) Quiet. A lot of the time. You hiding behind your hair. Yeah. And I'm like, and to probably no one's surprise, I have ADHD. (laughs) (laughs) No. Don't we all? (laughs) Yeah. They all drink water. Do your kids talk about kidnapping you when you're old? making you live with them because that's what i get now oh, oh really? yeah i can't wait for that <laughs> yeah do a granny pod <laughs> yes that's the same yes <laughs> oh my god i love that yeah i'm like yeah, but it was funny because it's the younger one who says oh, she still lives with me her and her boyfriend live here and i'm always like who said you get custody of me and she's like i said i get custody <laughs> oh, no, yeah. as a mom there's nothing better than that like that you know what i mean like no i yeah. know yeah, and, she and I mean, like everything into consideration. She's like, Mom, I know how much you like to be outside. So even if you're spinning out like crazy, I'll just put like a 10 foot fence up and you'll have like an <laughs> enrichment area so you can play in the dirt. But you can't escape. I'm like, Thanks, kid. That's, that's so sweet. I threaten to put my parents in a home all the time. <laughs> I mean, I kind of guess that makes it a little extra special that that our kids are all like, well, we'll just put you in a shed in the backyard. Yeah, we did something right as parents. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Our yeah. generation, we had the we had the parents that weren't the group. Well, my parents weren't bad, but 
a lot of them had the parents that weren't the greatest and we learned what not to do as parents. I think our generation, we, we just treat the kids better and they want to be around us. Yeah. I know every single one of us, we all have amazing, amazing relationships with our kids. From what I can see like on Facebook, and I know people only see a little bit on Facebook, but kudos to you lovely ladies. You all did such an amazing job with your kids and they're all so beautiful and I'm just so proud of every single one of you because you guys were all in situations where things could have turned really bad. Yeah. Yeah. And you all made an amazing life for yourselves and for your kids. And if anything, you should be so, I mean, so proud of that. Yeah. Thank you. For real, you guys, like, I, I mean, I know all of us have, like, really extraordinary, you know, relationships with our kids. And even, even the ones of us who had or have good relationships with our parents, I think that our relationships with our kids are still above and beyond what we had. Well, I think because we knew they loved us. They just weren't good at showing us they loved us. So we were like, I'm going to make sure my kid knows I love her. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Constantly in this house. Constantly. (laughs) Even my husband goes, do I say it too much to you? I'm like, no. (laughs) Never. Yeah. (laughs) You can't overuse that word. My kids literally have tracking on the phones. So I know where every, they know where I am. They do it for me. But... Like, where are you uh, yeah check your <laughs> check your app you know where i am you little shit yeah, I'm like, um... <clears throat> they're like oh no I mom's ran, adult, run off it. again yeah. <laughs> all right everybody we gotta go find mom come on <laughs> i do i She's... get her. where are you are you coming home <laughs> send me a picture of his face i'm like okay <laughs> jesus christ i'm the kid don't you don't you deserve to have your your youth because you didn't have that time Absolutely. no that's what I was in therapy for too as I even said to her I go what do I do now because she's like she's like what's wrong with you? I'm like I don't know what, what do I I go I did I raised my kids they're both grown I said I have a good job I own a house I have all my shit together I go now what do I do she's like you yeah, have to live I'm like okay is there a powerpoint yeah. plan about that because I have no idea <laughs> what I'm I've gone feral again on there <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's gone full circle. Like we're feral as children, and I'm feral again. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, real. but then I feel like I've become I've become the guy. I'm the problem. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, <laughs> I'm like hi. I would it's just some... like to see your penis, and then I'm going to go home, and I'm not going to call you. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. I would be. Yeah, I just want to be like, I just want to watch a movie and cuddle, and like, when they take their penis out, I want to be like, okay, go home. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's enough. I just want the cuddles. Give me a back rub, please. Maybe rub my feet, and then bye. Oh. I love well, that see, too. See. That's why you date. You're trying to find more. But the problem, okay. I'm gonna. I'm just being completely honest. So last night, <laughs> I went and visited. Uh, they all have monikers. This one's the Italian. And he's like, "Are you gonna stay?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure, I'll stay." And then I got in bed. I'm like, "You know what? No, I'm gonna go home." And I go like, I'm the problem. <laughs> no, you know what, girl? It's 
it's you are taking the power in the situation and that's how it should be right that's fucked up part though I, I just like don't text him and then i hang out with him for a while do whatever i want and then i don't text him like the more he fucking texts <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, well they like it they like the abuse they, they like they're it, in the chasing mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. actually, I feel like once they catch you, they don't watch you anymore anyway. So I'm just enjoying this part. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. how it is. Yeah. yeah. Men's bastards. They do. <laughs> <laughs> At some point down the line in history, someone will find one of our sound bites <laughs> and just be like, oh my God, what even is this? <laughs> it's okay. I'm not going to remember it anyway. <laughs> Well, before we get to old nut three membership, we got to get together, all of yes. us. I don't know where, but like rent a cabin or something for a week and just yes. get together. Yes, oh, yeah. I'd be down. One hundred percent. Yes, oh, it would be I, a blast. I, yes, <laughs> I need that to happen. Imagine how bad life would be if we had cell phones with video recording. Oh my god! Oh, and I thank God I'm every so day. We think about it. that regularly. Like there, I know. Oh, it's okay. So- no. I'm so that's different. Why bad like, things could happen and we could forget. Nowadays, bad yeah. things happen, they never forget. Yeah. It's on video. <laughs> exactly. But, like, but, like, right. as, it would be really bad mostly, but part of me is like, man, I really would have loved, you know, a little vine of just trying to climb up the fucking <laughs> wall of, of one of the buildings downtown thinking she was Spider Man. Like, that would, that would, that would make me happy if I had that right now. <laughs> Oh my god! I don't know. I did some stupid shit that I'm glad if people remember they can't prove it. Exactly. <laughs> yes. All I say is I don't remember that, and that's yeah. it. Like, if I don't remember it, it never it happened. happened. Yes. <laughs> but then it would have been like so much easier if you could just like call like an Uber back then because we walked everywhere. Oh yeah. yeah. And hitchhike. Do you remember uh-huh. that time we hitchhiked from the truck stop? <laughs> Me. Yeah, me and you. Didn't you, what wasn't she pregnant at the time too? I think was she so. pregnant? Oh, it's a see. I hardly remember. I remember. I remember some like creepy guy trying to freaking like. I, I had to go and hide behind some bush down there, like because <laughs> I had to go and hide because this guy was like trying to pick me up it was like 10 o'clock at night and he pulled oh. over and then he kept going driving over that bridge back and forth and yes then he stopped. Oh. I, I hauled ass and i'm sure he probably saw my footprints in the snow but i hauled ass and i sat and in, literally inside of this pine tree that was over on the side oh. of the road there and i was like sitting in there and i was just watching him and he was like parked and looking and then he kept going by and i sat there in the cold for like two hours before oh my i got that's Man, we're gonna be. It was you, you were gonna be trafficked, said, my friend. Probably lived this long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh and yeah. You were Daryl. Do you remember when the TV used to have that commercial that came on late at night, like ten o'clock? Like, do you know where your kids yeah, are? Yeah. 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 Oh, they. Yeah. When Just... did that stop? When, like, consciously did they stop? Because I'm wondering where like, the kids are. Apparently, it doesn't <laughs> fucking matter now. My parents gave me a car at when I was sixteen. I would have always made curfew, but since they didn't. I just showed yeah. up whenever I was able to get yeah, home. It's their fault. Right. Yeah. I said it, it is their fault. Time. Yeah, their fault. It is their fault. I love you all so much. I love you guys too. This is so. I feel so good to do this. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what? We really like 
I mean, the the reunion will be cool, but I feel like maybe we should like plan something for earlier. Yeah. For real, like we we should try to make something happen before. Yeah, yeah I agree. You guys are outnumbered. Come home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm yes, I'm the largest introvert you've ever met now, so my god like, i know it's so weird how that's come around like you were the outgoing one and i was the quiet one now i'm like yeah. come out of your house oh, oh yeah no. she's she she will just be like i haven't seen you in months i'm coming over and i'm like <laughs> uh, okay yeah, i'm the same way i was one i was always out doing something or always having people over my house i don't want anybody coming to my house ever and i don't want to go See, I would see if you guys all want to come come to me. That's that's fantastic. I hate it leaving. forces her to come out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes I will like subconsciously actually make myself physically sick to the point where I just can't. I can't yeah. anyways. I'm yeah. the same well, way. Well, that and you also have insane road rage. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. I, listen, people are fucking stupid though. it's not like I want to scream yeah I don't want to scream I don't want to be mad I want to just get to my destination alive and like (laughs) without issues and then these motherfuckers have to be on the road being assholes and I'm like well if you're gonna be an asshole I'm gonna let you know you're an asshole oh yeah like no, I know. It just took me by surprise. I, I flip everybody off. I don't even flip people off anymore. And like for years, I just give them the thumbs up and I smile real big at them, like a creepy. And they, I swear to God, <laughs> that makes people more furious than anything else in the entire universe. That New England yeah. attitude. Yeah. I can't even keep it under control. And they know it because we have meetings. And it's a library, mind you. We have our library meetings. And I'm like, well, that's dumb. I always feel like people are like, oh, God, here she comes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bouncing in all full of my, you know, ADHD with a hard H. And I'm like, hi, everybody. What's going on? that's not gonna work (laughs) (laughs) they're like tell us how you really feel (laughs) well hey we're middle-aged women we're we are by stereotype supposed to tell everyone how we feel oh yeah we've earned the fucking right like, like, I mean, like, literally, like, through time, like, you think about it, like, they talk about, like, middle-aged women, it's always, like, you know, the nagging wife, or, like, the annoying mother-in-law, or, like, whatever it is, so that's fine, I don't care, call me whatever you want, but, like, I'm gonna say what I need to say now. Yeah. Well, I think it's a little bit different for us, too, like, because we grew up in the 70s and 80s, that's what I feel, I'm like, we're just semi-feral fucking swamp fucking monsters yeah. that have no <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we yeah. literally. Like, my passive aggressiveness sometimes, if I'm feeling attacked, <laughs> it's like really bad. Yeah. Sarcasm is insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's like, but it'll be like sarcasm, but it's like true sarcasm. Yeah. 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 It's funny yeah. So good to do that. That is my yeah, favorite like, thing. Tell to do. me where the lie is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's always good, like when when you when you throw it at someone and like they're not sure exactly what the sarcastic motive behind it is, and like mm-hmm. you see it and they're like, oh yeah, ha ha. But like their <laughs> eyes are like looking at you, like what? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. I run Zoom meetings, and I definitely learned that my face is much better unseen yeah yeah some of the like there's times when i catch my if i don't have my face big 
I make faces, but it's terrible. So I have yeah. to actually stare at myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that I can yeah. control what my facial expressions yeah, do. That's like, the reason something. why people get Botox, so that you can't see their expressions. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my God. I have Botox injections for migraine, right? So right. the perk is <laughs> that my forehead is fabulous, right? <laughs> so I can always tell when it's wearing off. Like, obviously, <laughs> my migraines hurt a little bit more, but... Cause I'm like, I'll look at myself and I'll look like, move my eyebrows. I'm like, oh shit, my forehead's moving. <laughs> Must be about three weeks out. I started doing a little bit on my forehead two years ago after I had a patient when I was just looking at her normally. And she's like, honey, you shouldn't scowl like that. It doesn't look good <gasps> oh, on you. And I was yeah. just like, sitting there like, bitch, I'm not scowling. <laughs> oh my, <laughs> my God. Fucking face. <laughs> so yes. yeah, after that, and I was like. It's like, it's horrible though, because out here people, and I think it's across the country though, but people in their 20s are getting it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, and they're like, oh, no, it's such you don't get the wrinkles in the first place. And I'm just like, uh, but you're like, and when you're 50, you're going to look like a freaking shaggy dog, you yeah. know? But oh, yeah. it's like, because your body winds up getting used to it, from what I understand. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you age quicker, doesn't it? Well, it relaxes it, but I think you need more like, you know, so it's yeah. so the like, I know, like the lady that I go to, she tells me that there's some people out there that don't want any movement of their forehead, which is not how it's supposed to be. Like you're right. supposed to have movement, but it does kind of relax it. So your, your muscles aren't pulling in so much because I had deep 11s, like they're called 11s, little antennas yeah. in between. Yeah. Like, so yeah. mine were like, wicked bad, like it was getting really bad. And it's because my stress, that's where, right. you know, the muscles were pulling it in. So yeah. I had those, so it just kind of relaxes those muscles. Um, yeah. But she's like, you don't want to super relax them because you still want to be able to move. So it's like, I still have movement and stuff. It's just not pulled so tight right into the middle of that's, my. Yeah, that's exactly what I, I want. Like, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Because I am, I feel like I'm always like making the scowl face, like the overthinking, the the oh, judgy yeah. face, the like angry face, the yeah. like just what the fuck is happening right now face. <laughs> and yeah. like it's and that's starting why I don't want Botox. I want to be able to make those faces. I, but I, right oh, I, can, oh, I can still make those faces. It's just not like permanent, like 24-7. Like it yeah, it's just it's just not it's just <laughs> not what your face is doing all the time, right? right. Yeah. Yeah. So I would yeah, go to work and I'd be time. feeling happy and people would be like, You're having a bad day? And I'm like, I'm not fucking angry. I may have now. Like I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> but now that you mentioned it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I was like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I've never had Botox, but I did have my nose done. And I'm so glad I did. I always <laughs> forget you did that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. I was- they do concerned. like this nasal thing. So I've been seeing where some people get um, an injection. So you know how like they do like these plumping injections for yeah. areas where you're you losing your whatever. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Like oh, the your collagen. So your yeah. face, like as you get older, your face naturally drops. And you, you go from cheeks to like puppy chops. Yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah. so people will sit there and to pull it back up, they put like that um, – like a filler or something, they put something that's plumping into their cheeks and yeah. it like pulls the skin, I guess, back up or something like that. I have not had that done, 
but they are also doing it for things like chins and for but noses are the biggest one and they it's like a temporary it lasts i don't know like a year or something like that wow. but they go and they just do an injection kind of like the lip filler things like they'll just do an injection there and it will change the shape of the nose from if someone yeah. has a nose that kind of has like a downward point like it kind of I don't know. It looks like yeah. It's like put. It's like, like a, a sculpting putty almost. Yeah, That's I've, I've seen that. You got like the whole oh, thing. I got a major yeah. nose job done. Yeah, it, like, I mean, honestly, like I, I mean, we've all seen pictures of you, and like you posted about the surgery. I remember, and like you, you look like you though. I would never yeah. even even if you had like just. I, I would never have been like, oh, yeah, she totally got her no like, not even an inkling of that. You just, you look awesome. He did a really good job, like a really good job. So we could never afford it. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was just, I was just turned 30 and I was just like, I don't know, it, w- it wasn't a midlife crisis, but I was like, I just want to do something, you know? Yeah. And so I called the insurance and they're like, oh, yeah, if you have a deviated septum, it's, it's covered and you just have to pay your copay, which is like $50. Right. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. Then saw a plastic surgeon. He's like, you have the worst deviated septum I've ever seen. I'm like, will you? You're sign like, score. My- yeah. I'm like, will you sign this for my insurance company? He's like, yep. <laughs> like, Let's nice. do it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, he had to completely remove my septum. He said it was shaped like a fish hook, and he had to re-sculpt it. It was supposed oh, wow. to be like an hour-long surgery, and it was like almost a five-hour surgery. Holy shit. Yeah, he's like. He's like, you didn't, he goes, I know your nose was big. I'm like, yeah, I know. He goes, but you didn't realize how bad your nose was. But my nose was like smashed by a horse when I was like 12. Oh. Never did. Okay, makes sense. I would have never, I'm sorry, but I have to just like say something here. I would never be like, Oh God! You, I would never think you have. I would never say you have a big nose. I'm just. I I'm look a, like I'm Owen a, Wilson's twin. I'm sorry. No, no, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely not. And like, I'm a little offended on your behalf that the doctor would be like you. You have a. You know you have. That's like. That's. I. I'm like. I'm angry. <laughs> don't be angry. It's true. I'm like. How the hell did I stay upright with a thing this big on my no, face? Like, I don't know. I never heard you like. I don't remember you snoring or anything. Yeah, I can't sleep with my my mouth open. I don't know. Um, so there's just a lot of times I just didn't sleep. If my nose was stuffy or something like that, I just couldn't sleep. I'd just be awake. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah, yeah. That sucks. And there was one side of my nose that I I really rarely could breathe out of. It was like maybe once or twice a year I could actually get some air in it, and then oh, it God, was that's just horrible. always yeah, it was always like plugged. But yeah, I mean, it was. But your breathing is good now. Yeah, everything's great, and I haven't had any issues with it. But, I mean, I love that I did it. It, My confidence level. I remember shortly after I had it done, maybe a year later, I was at a gas station with my dad, and I was heading back to the car, and a guy looked at me and goes, you're the prettiest girl I've ever seen. And I will never forget that. That was the best compliment I've ever got. You're like, fuck yeah, I am. (laughs) (laughs) I I call up my doctor. I'm like, I just want to give you a compliment. You did such a good job. Thank you. Uh-huh. It was your compliment, though. <laughs> I see, man, dude, I've always, like, literally, and I told you this when we had our call, but, like, I'm not fucking kidding you, and I'm not paying you lip service as your friend or someone who loves you. Like, I have, from the moment I've met you or saw you, thought that you were fucking gorgeous. Aww. And, like, mm-hmm. I, I just, I, it just, it, it makes me so sad that, like, you don't see that or know that. I mean... 
I, I don't know. We all have our, we all have our quirks, right? Yeah. yeah. Like about ourselves, but. I think you're all just beautiful. I do too. I always felt like, li- literally, I always just felt like, especially like you guys, I always felt like that like troll friend when I oh was. Oh my God. Like, like, no. My God, like, were we the hot girls? You guys were the hot girls. <laughs> you girls do we the know hot girls. we were the hot girls? No, 100. Well, I never felt like it. That's for damn sure. Oh my <laughs> God. But you were. I mean, you were. Yeah. <laughs> with with all this is, I am saying this with all love and respect for for all of you. But like, and I'm including myself in this. We were the dumbest pieces of just <laughs> loser shit dumb when it came to boys. Yes, and we were. We yeah. we only accepted like the worst. Because we didn't see anything better for ourselves. But yep. there were, like, in hindsight, and I've heard it from every, about every single one of you, how other people were, like, so enthralled and in love with each and every fucking one of you. Like, why you, did you they tell us? Know. Yeah, why did they tell us? Fuck them. They, <laughs> because just, they just ruined my whole life. Because yeah. they could have said, guys, it could have been something different. You were yeah. because you all were those cool hot girls. Like you, okay, you so were. Didn't want any of those fucking guys anyway? Because they were hot <laughs> then. Have you seen them? Have you yes, seen them? Have. Now? And the like, hot yeah, and, and... Hot now. <laughs> yes. yes, I know. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> no. It's that's that is true. Unfortunately, not- a big crush on. And you had a crush on him. Yes. Cool. He was yeah. nice to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, all no, it was- right but that is isn't isn't that all it took at that point because like now looking back at it we were all just like sad traumatized like love starved affection starved girls just like yearning for someone to just like care and love us oh yeah yeah. that brought about like a lot of bad decisions (laughs) Uh I i can name about 20 of them (laughs) <laughs> yeah 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 so yeah but um, I killed one of their children <laughs> yeah. yeah so I remember going over Esther's house one time and you god he was only a few months old and I just remember sitting there like we have school tomorrow like how are you going to go to school like I remember <laughs> That thought process of how on earth, like, this child is screaming and crying and I want to leave. <laughs> and how is she going to get up and go to school in the morning? But she did. And that was just, you know, so it was just a very, like, a realization. Like, oh, my God, I'm not ever doing that. No. <laughs> I have yeah. never going to be a thing. Yeah. Listen, we didn't want to do it either. <laughs> yeah, see, that was the thing. And I, I learned that I love life. you. And then next thing you know. There's a kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I know my mom, I think my mom was the first person that Esther really told they were pregnant. Like, I mm-hmm. think you guys took the pregnancy test at my house um, and then talked to my mom afterwards. But I, to yeah. this day, Esther, I have the biggest, proudest mama moment with you. Like, hey. if, I'm always like, you know, don't don't think your life is over or you can't, I'm, you can't make something of your life or you can't live the life that you want to live. 
you know, my friend mm-hmm. Esther was young when she, she got pregnant and she went to school. She graduated. She put herself through college. Mm-hmm. You know, she is where she is today. And I mean, I brag about you all the time. Me too. Oh, thank you. Me too. Because, yeah, and okay. she like really had no support system at Nothing. all. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. You yeah. both actually. Family. I was a black sheep in my family. My family just like, as soon as I got pregnant and they were like, we'll give you $10,000 to give them up for adoption. And I'm like, nope. And like second trimester. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was like after when I was around four, four and a half months pregnant, I was offered a late abortion um, up in uh, Boston from one of my sisters. She's like, I'll bring you up there. And um, I was like, no. And then I was basically told after that, like, no, well, you know, I'm just black sheep after that. So, yeah. That's horrible. Just... Which I never really understood. I never could understand why it was like the one time <clears throat> when your child needs you the literal absolute most. Yeah. You're going to be like, nah, good. Like, I can't fathom, you know, of course, even being a parent. Even when I yeah, was because they were horrified and embarrassed. Mine were the same yeah. way. They wanted me to like give it up for adoption and never tell anyone. And if you know, secret, you know, because it was a very strict Catholic family, and you know, here I was, this fifteen-year-old whore. So yeah. you know, yeah. bringing shame upon the whole family. Yeah. Yep, that's yeah. exactly what it was like, and it was, um, yeah, it was shame. It was, it was their pride. Yeah. 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 yeah you, you both could have easily been really horrible statistics and instead you're like the happy you know let's show people statistics you know what I mean like you really you you both have like really show you've shown that teacher who told you guys that you weren't ever going to amount to anything you definitely showed her like yeah 100% I think I'm actually really grateful to her horrible ass because I feel like a lot of times she was in the back of my head. Motivating like, you. I have to prove her wrong. I'm going to get these degrees. I'm going to get this good job. I'm going to live yeah. my best. I'm going to be happy just to say fuck you to you. So thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. You you two are so amazing. Such, I mean, you should be proud of yourselves. Truly 100% proud of yourselves because oh, you guys yeah. are amazing. Yep. Man, thank you so much. Yeah, I, really I absolutely agree. See, um, just know that you guys always have to. Yeah, I mean, there's always people that, like, we love you so much, and yep. I know I haven't seen you guys since high school, but I think of you guys all the freaking time. I mean, you, you're you all important to me in a very important time in my life. I'll never forget you guys, even when I get old and senile. <laughs> <laughs> same, same, same. It's like, you know, it's those friendships that they talk about in movies, like those formative years. Mm-hmm. Um you guys are if if we were a movie it would be us you know yes. what i mean like, right. like it was yeah. centered around us sometimes and i see movies and i'm like how do you follow me around yeah <laughs> creepy i'm gonna change this yeah yeah oh yeah like i mean isn't it crazy how um just like how popular and mainstream like the 80s and 90s nostalgia is Oh, yeah. yeah, it's a little creepy. It's <laughs> just it 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 throws me how many kids are just like eating it up. But then I then I try to remind myself like we liked a bunch of stuff from the I 60s. was gonna say a little hippie. The sixties and the seventies yeah. girls were 
hippies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can I yeah. just so like one of my favorite at, like memories, and I don't know how or why this pops up because it's so innocuous. Like it really is one of those weird <laughs> things that just stayed in my head, like a high school phone number or something. <laughs> and this is always I connect to spring, like the beginning of spring. I remember going to school and I was wearing, you know, of course, skirts, the little tiny shoes and little things like that. Mm-hmm. And it was freezing in the morning and I came outside and the sun was out. And me and Emily were, we were getting into Rose's truck machine. And that hole right there, I associate with spring because it was just the best, like, freshest yeah. feeling leaving high school, knowing I was going to hang out with my friends and, like, we were going to chill afterwards. And, Life is so carefree. Yep. (laughs) Piling into the big blue truck. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Go, go, going, heading off to do some, some debauchery somewhere with with some hoodlums that we really should not have been hanging out with. (laughs) Yeah. So those, that's like, like one of my weirdest and like, I guess kind of favorite after school springtime, like feeling like I was a teenager. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Me too. Aw. Yeah. <laughs> I remember there was a, uh, what was it, like a, a final because it, the weather was really nice. And Esther, I think, Amy, I think you were there. We went with Chad because we had, at our school, um, if you had finals, you could leave, you know, bef- beforehand, afterwards, mm-hmm. or like whatever, yeah. as long as you came back to finish out whatever. <clears throat> and I remember going to one of the local parks and running through sprinklers. Sprinklers. <laughs> yes. I remember yes. that. And, and then like, we went back into class all soaking wet. And I remember there's people in my class that were like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like what is happening right now? And it's just like, Every time I go by a park with sprinklers, it's what I think about. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, yep, that was a good time because it really was. Yeah, so yeah. Let's, let's do that. Let's spring up. What is, I, I mean, well, Lily, I guess you don't remember anything. <laughs> no, no, tell me what happened. <laughs> was there? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. What about, like, a- anyone have, like, you know, specific memories that they, you know, from high school that's, like, their favorite or they cherish or, or like, that come up a lot, whether you like it or not? Uh, the lunchroom or lunch table. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, a lot of stuff centers around lunch. Because I think that's when all of us were always just able to be to, like, together. together. Because we all had separate classes. We were, I mean, I was a grade behind you guys. Yeah, you weren't even so. at our but our our lunch our lunch I will say that um our lunch periods were like the ones on tv that you see where people of all grades just go in it's mass confusion like there are you know groups sitting at certain tables and like Mm -hmm. all stuff they don't do that they don't do that anymore um and not only the lunches were like that but our study halls yes also (laughs) in the cafeteria so and we had had my craziest i I would drop a dose before like in my study hall before (laughs) and Mm -hmm. there was a couple times it kicked in way before it should have 
<laughs> and that floor in there messed me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember we had a Taco Bell? Yes. yes. And a yes. Pizza Hut. And a, yeah, and yes. I, I remember I was pregnant and and uh, poor, and I remember like everybody used to steal tacos and bring them. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, yes. I can't remember who it was, but it was she was a cool chick, and I wish I could remember. Glasses, right? Robin, Rob was the girl that used to be like a queen at stealing from the Taco mm. Bell. Yes, <laughs> I remember she would put. Um, She'd put them in her flannel, like up the sleeves, up the sleeves, and then like holding them to her body, like (laughs) burning herself. And yeah, yeah, and she would like come to the table and just like unload. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I mean, I was poor too. You know. I mean, so like, I mean, I'm not gonna say this guy's name, but he was very tall. Mm-hmm. And he would sit at our table with us, and he would give me a dollar twenty-five every day for lunch, so I could buy Aww. lunch and get an ice cream afterwards. Aww. <laughs> oh, he's such yeah. a good. Eddie. He was. He is amazing. Let's One of my other favorite memories taking place in the lunchroom was when Esther, someone stole the chicken nugget from Esther's plate. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> my back down on that that poor kid, and I was pregnant. Team. Yeah, you don't yes. steal food from a pregnant chick. No, she that still remembers. I will never forget oh, yeah. that. And I think as Best long as he lived, ever. he remembered it too. He totally remembered <laughs> that moment. I was like, never gonna steal anything from a pregnant woman. And he's like, Whoa, that was, what the fuck? And we we're all like, not, what are you thinking? You don't well, well, he you know? stole it, and I got mad at him. And then he sat there and he said something really rude. Right. I mean, I'm yeah. not. Yep. So when he I said that, I was you. just like. Yeah, you grabbed were. his long ponytail and <laughs> ripped yeah. his shirt, and I think he scratched his face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she. We we talk about feral, but she Esther literally went feral on yeah, him. I think we all it. got her some more food after that. We're all yeah. like, I love you. <laughs> no, he definitely. Like, I did, that was like my main meal of the day. I was like, you know, I had a yeah. food. You know, I didn't have a lot of food. I was sitting there living in a freaking upstairs little attic. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I was, I was the worst with school lunch every day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'd go to the food kitchen. Yes. So oh my god. Yeah. I yeah. remember oh. that, and I remember he got mad at me one time. My my son's dad got mad at me and dumped a plate of food on me because um, I forgot what the hell it was. Um, I was just sitting there and having lunch or something, and I think he was pissed because he had to work there. But mm. like, yeah, you know, I had to work there too. That's why. But we got all those like day old Entenmann's. That shit was good. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think he was working there because of the money. I think he was community service. If I, you know, because Probably. I think oh, I think ours was in order to pay the rent. We worked there. That was the deal through the town. I was living at his parents' house at the time. Oh, see, when this is when I was, oh, you were living at father's me. So, why Lil- did you girl move in with me? Is my question. Huh? Like, if you guys came to my house and told my parents you needed a place to stay, they would have taken you in in a second. It was a because small of our dumb though. men. It was because of yeah. our dumb men. Yeah. It always comes well, I down was, to the men. I yeah. started in the grandfather's house of my son's dad. So I started in his grandfather's house. And then when there was some abuse going on and, and drug use by an uncle, because um, he was using heroin and stuff. In I the went, house, that's where I they, think I visited you that day. 
Yeah. So then I got removed because there's a choice that where the state was either going to a, a social worker came to me when I was in school and said, you know, because of what you had mentioned, you and your son either get removed from that house or your son does and you can stay. And I was no. like, mm. like, fuck, no, I'm not going to sit there and just like let th- them take. So I, so they took me that day and grabbed me, brought me to the house. So Big R was on the couch while the state social workers there and um, he's smoking a joint and being like, oh, it's going to be a interesting evening. And I got, you know, blindfolded, took it to the shelter, all that other stuff. So oh. when I went from the shelter, though, they set me up with an apartment because I was, um, they assisted me to go on state assistance mm-hmm. and then they put me into an apartment. Okay. So, um, so that's how that transition went. So it wasn't like I, um, you know, at the time was homeless or anything and looking for a place. I was, right. you know, with him and his family. And then, of course, you know, I wasn't supposed to have any contact with him. But, like, I kid you not, like, I think, like, within, like, a day, 24 hours, there he was sitting there with a, a laundry basket with his clothes. Oh. Just moving on in when I opened up the door. He's like, oh, guess who's back? Oh. Yeah, so I mean, even if you had wanted to move in with Amy's family, which probably would have been wonderful, but like you didn't even have the time or the opportunity to make a choice or ask or even think about that because you were literally taken away. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah that yeah, I was yeah, it was just like boom. There one yeah. one day and it's like, all right, come on. And that was like and I had just received um that job remember how they had that bank at the high school yep oh yeah and i got yep. the job for the banker position like i was like gonna be one of the banker people yep and i was like i was like yes and then i was like fuck i was yeah. like there it goes <laughs> yep yeah yeah that was horrible that was horrible and a bank can you like think about it now like our high school what was going on in there like just in this episode in like the last like 10 minutes alone we've mentioned that we had a bank and a taco bell and a pizza hut in, and a in our school restaurant did yeah. we have a five-star restaurant yes we did we had the cafe oh, yeah yeah yep and and like the the public could actually go in on a certain day or whatever and the students would make them delicious food i was in like i never tried that delicious food we they never eat us i just remember time, i just I remember those try. cookies from the store <clears throat> yes oh yes. Oh, yeah, yes. the store the, Ot- the otis spunkmeyer cookies yes, yes. And, if, and if you were in the marketing class which esther and i both were we got to work in the store and yep. one of the jobs in the store was to make the cookies make and the we were cookies. always told specifically that we weren't allowed to eat the cookies but guess what we did <laughs> eat the cookies did you put <laughs> pot in the cookies <laughs> we should have but i also remember like because it was like three for a dollar and they would come in these mm-hmm. little, um, like paper envelope bag things, and they were when warm friends, and delicious, <laughs> yes, they were so good. And like when our friends would come up, you know, they they'd pay their dollar for their three, and we would jam as many as we could into these little paper bags, <laughs> and like people yeah. would be like walking out with these overflowing things. <laughs> it was it was wow. wonderful. It was a good time. It was. Yeah. It was a beautiful thing. It really was. 
we were spoiled. <laughs> and I, I feel like um, our age group, we were the last to have like, I don't know. I don't want to say like a pure experience because every experience is pure, but like we had a different experience because there were so many less rules um, yes. then we were, even we were like one of I, the last years to have a smoking section for Christ's sake in our high school. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean yeah, and do you remember when we snuck out of um study hall and went into the auditorium and climbed up onto the catwalk yeah. to smoke? I was just oh about to God. say that. I, I was just talking about catwalk. that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hanging yeah. out in the catwalk. We just we were like, I don't know, we just did so much shit. You could walk out of that school anytime you wanted out of any door. They were never yep. locked. Oh, yeah. I remember I was having a bad day one time and I left school and I went over to Amy's house and I, um, because I called up her mom and she was like, come on over. And we sat there and we just like smoked a joint and, you know, (laughs) and I had like a counseling session with her mom. (laughs) That sounds about right. I remember with like one of my friends, one of my guy friends, I was hanging out and I came home for something. I think I was going to stay over his house and I walk in and there's like all you girls are just sitting in there hanging out. My mom spoke a pot. Yes. Yes. You know, just, if you sleep over, save me a room in my bed. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I remember the big rule over, like, the one rule was to not wake your dad up. Oh, my yep. God. Do not wake him up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, every everything else was, like, A-OK, and it was, like, good to go. But, like, dad worked third shift. Do not wake him up. Yeah. <laughs> Super cranky if you woke him up. But as soon <laughs> yeah. as he left, we could do whatever the hell we wanted. Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, it's amazing part. how quiet we could party, <laughs> too. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Or the best we just part is that there. when he would get out of bed and he did not care who was in that house, that man came nope. out with his boxers. It was like, no. Why <laughs> he wasn't cool enough for boxers. It was whitey tidies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. It was somebody else's dad that would walk around in his boxers. Uh, dads of the 80s and 90s. <laughs> yeah, just my dad has a paper in his tidy whiteies. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> what are you doing? Get in the house. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I could never imagine, like, I couldn't imagine just, like, doing that. I mean, I guess not in tidy whiteies, obviously, but, like, <laughs> in any any of of it just like hanging out Mm -hmm. it's weird but like men men can like do that like they go topless all the time like yeah you know regardless of what they look like or what's going on they they're just like hey (laughs) like they're like "Eh, it's fine yeah (laughs) it's fine That's what so I mean. my house. It's just me. So I'm just like, it's fine. <laughs> Whatever I'm wearing, you know. It's like, oh, shit, my clothes are in the dryer, and I'm just walking around the house. I'm like, damn, it's still wet. Esther's actually a, a closet nudist now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh God! So, um, I'm gonna ask, what do you think the best advice you've been given, um, and not just as a kid or a teenager, but just you know, in life in general? I don't know if I've been given advice that I've really found poignant, but I've just more so learned a lesson about expectations. Mm. 
Mm. And it doesn't matter how old you are, teenager, whatever, doesn't matter what point in your life when you have, when you have expectations of a situation and of somebody mm-hmm. and they don't meet those expectations, those are your, that's kind of your own problem. There's yeah. expectations. And if you can't either communicate that or relate that to really, sorry, relay that to your other person that you're trying to relay it to, then it's kind of your own fault for having those expectations. If you didn't actually voice them and, you know, yeah. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, people aren't mind readers and if we need if we need something else, then then it is our responsibility, I think, to to say something. Right. Right. But that's hard. That's really, really hard. Oh yeah. <laughs> like and I, I think you know, I'm a people pleaser, so I don't like to ruffle feathers and if I have a boundary or something that I want to express, like I really have anxiety over it for days before I can yeah. eat utter the words to somebody it doesn't matter whether it's a stupid situation or a serious situation yeah so yeah same 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 I think I think that that is probably um a common trait amongst our generation for sure because like you know our parents didn't want us to rock the boat in any way Right. You know, like you're just kind of go with the flow of Mm -hmm. whatever's happening and don't, you know, don't say anything. Right. Whatever is our family stuff is our family stuff. And, you know, don't talk about it. Don't get mad about it. Just accept it. So I ended up being a pretty angry teenager. Yeah. Yeah. I have one that I'm like learning just recently learned, which is like, oh my gosh, you know, um, is just like a so and I think everyone kind of experiences this at one point in time or another where things just seem to be like in chaos all around them and it's like anxiety and you're and you're trying to get everything together or figure out what to do Uh and and you're basically like um like kind of like the person that's drowning that's flailing you know looking for help looking for direction but you're like sitting there in the water just flailing and drowning and you know and you you're trying to handle it yourself and sometimes you just have to like let go and let it be and know that you know it it'll wind up coming to you the answer will wind up coming to you but if you're sitting there amongst the chaos and not listening for Uh direction you're not going to find it, you know? So it's kind of like yeah. that drowning person where the lifeguard can't help you until you stop moving. Right. right. You know, and yep. then they can bring you to safety. And life is sometimes like that, where if you are just so overwhelmed and so chaotic and, and just like not sure what to do or where to go, you just have to like quiet and, and like, just like kind of step back and then your path will kind of be laid out you know, and when you're on the right path, um, it kind of comes together pretty easy if you are on the right path, because it it does get laid out for you. Whereas if you're on a wrong path, I found that there's like more obstacles that kind of get put in like thorn bushes where it's like, Mm -hmm. you try and go that path and it's like, oh my God, (laughs) I'm just like getting bombarded left and right. And it's like, well, there's, that's a bumper that's being put in place you know, um, to bump you back to where you need to be. So, um, so that has been my experience. So it's like, if, if thing or, 
if everything is seeming so chaotic around you and you're trying to figure out where, you know, where to go in life, you're at crossroads or whatever, just kind of be still and just wait for the path to kind of, you yeah. know, it'll show itself. It, yeah. You know, Ki- just listen. Right. Kind of, like kind that. of like the path of least resistance. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. really is like that for a reason. And I think yeah. that we try to just be the, I don't know, I guess maybe strong or, or independent type of people that we are, that we, you know, the, the path of most resistance seems like the path that we're meant to take because, well, we're doing this by ourselves. It can't be easy, right? Right. right. It yeah. can be really easy, but really, you know, when you just, you know, learn to accept certain things. Yeah. Stop fighting it. Right. And it just kind of, you know, like she said, just step back for a minute and take a breath. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes doors close because they, you know, we're meant to close because a better one is sitting there open and waiting for you to go through it. Yep. Yep. Sometimes it's like that saying, like, sometimes not getting what you asked for is the biggest blessing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or being careful what you ask for because if you get it, it winds up being the worst thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> no, that is 100% true. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Just because we want something doesn't mean that it's right. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Yeah. What we want and what we need are always two very different things. Yeah. 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 Recognizing that is a very grown up thing to do, and I'm not a fan. <laughs> can you believe Sometimes it I we... need an adult and no one's there yeah. oh I, it, it's how, how scary is it that we are like not only the adults but like we're like real adults guys like i hate when i like, look around for the adult and it's me i'm like Shit. yeah it's like <laughs> we're 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 approaching 50 like we can't not <laughs> Listen, Why are we approaching that age? I, I can't fathom that. Nope. You know, I can't. I can't either. And I, I'll say, like, you know, a lot of people were like, "Oh, you know, turning thirty, oh, it's so bad." And then like turning forty, oh. And I've, I've always been. I wanted to be thirty. I was cool with forty, but fifty. Oh boy, that sounds old as fuck. <laughs> I don't know who's gonna be fifty, but I me. like what even i think i'm gonna say it to the day i die it's the preservatives that we intook in (laughs) us look the way we do screw the clean water screw all that yeah 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 it's all the chemicals in the water yes think about it we've been tickled yeah because you know what have you seen 30 year olds now Yes, scary. Why do they look so old? Why, Why do they, they look it? so old? I it. I see people and I'm like, oh, they've got to be around the same age as us, and thinking like the way that we look, and then they'll be like, oh, well, I'm 28 or I'm 32, and I'm like, fuck, what yeah, is happening? <laughs> Because they're removing all the preservatives out of their food. That's why they're not being preserved. They don't know how to cook. And yeah, they went they went organic, and now now that's it. Organic and all natural, and they're all like, "There you go. There's your all natural. Enjoy. Congratulations, you saved. Give me all the preservatives. Yeah. 
I'm thankful for my preservatives for my yeah. lack of wrinkles. Yeah, yeah no one believed my age. While I was alive. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, um, hey, Lily, what about you? What what kind of advice has brought you through life or what have you learned um, getting older? Um, I think the biggest one is that you cannot look outside for happiness you in mm. other people. You have to yeah. find it in yourself because when you, when you put it, I'm disappointed. Yeah. No, yeah. that's really good. Yeah. I feel like we grew up and um, Dave and I have been um, going through a lot of old like 80s shows and like rewatching them. And I feel like us growing up in the time that we did, there was a lot of pressure to be certain ways. You know what I mean? Like we had I, I know kids nowadays have a lot of pressures with like the Instagram ready models and like all the like you know, plastic surgery and like the lip plumpers and like, you know, whatnot. But I also feel like they get a lot of um, encouragement from the outside world to not necessarily follow that. Whereas our generation, we had a lot of pressure on us to not only look a certain way, but to act a certain way and like, you know, be a certain way, whether it be because of our ethnicity, our, you know, um, financial standings, our gender, like, whatever, like, there were cookie cutter, like, stereotypes that we all have had to overcome being force fed, you know what I mean? I think we're the last generation of you should be seen and not heard. Well, that's Oh, yeah. Right. But I yeah, think that's why we were looking for outside validation so much. And that's what I mean by it, is stop looking for outside validation. Right. You know what I mean? It's, and it doesn't yeah. even have to do with looks or anything. It's like a lot of times it was like, I had to have a long talk with my therapist about it because I, it was one of those things where it was like, you know, I'm like, I don't even know if I want to be in a relationship, but I feel like, you, like they said, like, you know, you're supposed to be hooked up. You're supposed to be married. You're supposed mm-hmm. to be settled. And I'm like, well, that doesn't feel right to me. I did that. I, yeah. I had the, the, exactly. the, the, the kids and the, yeah. And I'm like, I'm, and that was supposed to make me happy and it didn't. So that's when I had to learn that I have to figure out what makes me happy. Yep. Right. That, that was the thing for me too, that I learned was I got to love myself before I can yeah. actually be in a relationship and love somebody and accept their love. And once right. I realized mm-hmm. that, you know, yeah, I just yeah. And that's yeah, it took me 45 years to fall in love with myself just the way I am. And I even tell guys on dates, I'm like, listen, I'm a lot. And I'm not <laughs> going to change at all. Either you can <laughs> hold on for the ride or you can't. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't I swear to God, anybody. we would be, we do not ever need to get together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. You want to talk about carnage no, no. then? No. We 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 do all have to get together. Yeah. Like we all have to be in the same state at some point and that night has to happen. Oh, and A- Amy Amy and I will document the three of you on the prowl, okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no. You have to listen to this. It wasn't even like a month ago where my friends are like, "Oh, you know what? I've never been to a club. Like these girls are in their 30s." I'm like, "We got to go then." And, and so we get there, and, like, as soon as we enter the back room, the bass hits, I'm gone. <laughs> and I ended up on the, the go-go podiums next to the DJ. 
awesome. Well, okay. Can I can I, can I can I tell you something that will blow your mind then? Yeah. Um, I've never been to a club either. Oh, we're going. <laughs> oh, we're get, together. get ready to throw a fuck, girl. Get ready to throw a fuck. <laughs> I don't even like dance music, and I go to the club. Yeah, you have yeah. to get zero fucks. Though. You gotta leave your fucks at the door. Yep, <laughs> all you of that. Can... No, I, yeah, I, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> I think. I hope. Give, we'll be there. We'll couple... help you. Yeah, <laughs> give give me a couple a couple drinks. It'll be fine. <laughs> I definitely know that I cannot do the dance things that I did. It's like oh. what size I must have had. Oh no, I bent over to put my socks on the other day and I was sore for a week. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's fun. Like I'm sitting there, I'm like, huh. Me and my girlfriend used to go, gosh, every Friday and Saturday we used to work at this one place with the DJ that would DJ at this place. So we knew the entire bar and the owners and everything. So we would walk in and he would start immediately playing certain songs. And it was just like, kind of like our place. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like I look back on that and I'm like, Oh my God, how did we not get <laughs> talk about? I don't even know. Yeah. Growing up, That's for sure. <laughs> we must've been protected by somebody up there. Because <laughs> Well, I think about that, like, in all, all of us in general, just, like, how how did we not get stolen, killed, or, like, trafficked? I don't know. Mm-hmm. For real. <laughs> I pay zero attention to my surroundings up until about 10 years ago when it started to become a thing at Walmart. I'm like, I better watch what's happening around me. Yeah. Yeah, no, same. Like, what happens? We get stolen? No. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's why you gotta get tattoos and piercings. They don't want us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm good. Yeah, do stupid things. I was over in uh, where the fuck was I? I was over in Cabo, and you know how like Mexico right now is like kind of they have like the cartel and you kind of like iffy stuff. So, so me and three other girls were being shown to like where this like little street restaurant is by this like street guy over in Cabo, and so we're walking over there, and I had quite a bit of tequila on one of the things, so I so I was drunk. And this guy had so if anyone knows like what the teardrops mean for gangs. Oh yeah. So yeah. the teardrops yep. is like the number like who they like for when they kill someone. Yep. So I'm sitting there and I'm walking and this guy has you know has one of his teardrops on there and I go and I touch the fucking teardrop. Oh I'm like, my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Fucking Mexico. So we're lucky you're even here. <laughs> How are we still alive? Yeah, that's like how? Who's gonna babysit us on this excursion we're going on? Because I already know. Me and Heather are getting into all kinds of trouble. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. that wasn't that wasn't when I was a teenager. I, that was like that what, was like a week and a half ago. Right yeah. now, that was last week. So. That's what I said. I, I was gonna watch yeah, them. That's, that's me. You know, it's like boom, I think my filter just goes. I just ask the question like. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, I can't I'm believe sure. you didn't get your finger chopped off. I know. Oh my god. <laughs> I like this finger. Yeah. Yeah. No. It was. It was just. Yeah. My my friends still are like. I can't believe you fucking said that. I was like. Well, what? I don't know. I was just wondering. Like. <laughs> Did he no, the interesting thing is, he used to live. He said that he used to live in Queens, New York. So I think he is down there because he ran. Oh. oh you know what I mean. Sense. Yeah, that's yep. dude. That so that, ma- 
that makes it even more petrifying. <laughs> like, is some, yeah. like, runaway, like, gang member who has, like, evidence of, like, kills on his face, and you're like, yeah. oh, hey, what's that? And he touched <laughs> it. <laughs> I just touched it. Who'd you kill for that one? Like, oh, my God. <laughs> I like the squirrel. <laughs> like, I've always thought of you as, like, a fearless person, but, like, man, dude. <laughs> That's like scary impressive. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the, the tequila talking. <laughs> Boy, does that tequila have a loud mouth? Yeah. <laughs> that tequila is not to be trusted. No. <laughs> oh, oh God. <laughs> Oh my god, I just, I love these girls so much, and this just makes me want to spend more and more time with them, and make more and more memories for us to cackle about, and just hug the freaking bag out of them, like, oh goodness, but for real, I, like, I cannot express how grateful I am to call these women my oldest and best friends and my chosen family. Like, oh, what a trip it's been. Um, we have a whole other half of this call, too. So, woo! Um, this is going just, it's gonna be great. Um, definitely make sure to come back in two weeks for part two, because you're not gonna want to miss it. We get, you know, silly and serious and just, it's, it's just a lot of fun. And maybe, you know, um, on a side note, send a quick, you know, love you bitches, uh, text to your besties because man, are they important. And it's always nice to hear it from someone you love and just, yeah. I want to thank my very, very special guests, Anne, Esther, Amy, and Lily for coming on the show, for joining me, and for sharing today. I cannot express how much I love each of you. And thank you, the audience, for joining us today for Naive in the 90s, the podcast. I hope you come back in two weeks for part two of this amazingly awesome call. Make sure to follow so you don't miss it, and please consider leaving a rating or review if you enjoyed the show wherever you stream it. For questions, comments, feedbacks, and contributions to the conversation, send me a message at naiveinthe90s at gmail.com or connect with me on social media with the handle at naiveinthe90s. Find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. And of course, don't forget to grab your copy of Naive in the 90s, the creative nonfiction book based on real-life diaries from the early and mid-90s. Follow along as a high schooler tries to navigate life, friends, relationships, and of course, the raddest era ever. Find it on Amazon today. And if you enjoyed this book, please make sure to leave a review. It truly helps. Thank you again for joining. Hope to see you next time. Peace and love, my dudes.